0: Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 427. On this episode we'll be talking about our favorite Super Bowl 55 commercials, uh, and then discussing recent episodes of Call Your Mother, The Equalizer, Firefly Lane, Mr. Mayor, and Walker. Plus we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com/427. I'm Jason, the TV Hollic from TVHolic.com.
1: I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com, and you spelled my name wrong. We've known each other for like 12 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where's the hammer? Get the hammer. <laughs> uh-huh. I do have all Kyle the correct from... letters in there, though.
1: It's true. A lot of people do that.
0: And I'm
2: Kyle from NoRuns. Dot... Wait, no run. I don't even think I spelled my site name <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kyle from NoReruns.net.
0: It's true, but the problem is the, problem is the problem is Amory is that when you type it in, it's a misspelled word either way. According to oh, I know. <laughs> according to the thing, it doesn't recognize it. So maybe I should add your name spelled correctly, like into the Microsoft like, Word that, <laughs> not database.
1: Not but that is a new yeah. Uh, hello.
0: So how's it going?
1: We're I so obviously glad. off
0: to a great start.
1: We are off to a great start. I've been baking. I should have said I'm Amory for my take on TV.com and also baked by Anna Marie.com.
2: <laughs> I was actually waiting for you to say that. That's with the delay. And then we got off into the army hammer uh <laughs> Well, I don't <laughs> think we should
0: get off into the <laughs> Army Hammer sidetrack. I don't think we went that far. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> what are
2: those cookies made with? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I made
1: so many cookies in the past five days, plus a cake. So I'm making more cookies, plus sugar-free cupcakes for the weekend.
0: Yeah, because after all those cookies, you need something sugar-free.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All I do is eat leftover cookies.
0: Yeah, yeah that's uh, Amory. I've heard of a baker's dozen, but what you did is ridiculous.
1: 600 cookies in three days. The only way it worked is if I took, I took today, I took the past three days off of my real job. <laughs> there's no way I'd be able to work and like bake that much. It's really the decorating of the iced sugar cookies that is what took so long. Actually, it's a packaging.
2: <laughs> I can I actually, can hear the yawning.
1: Actually, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a that was a big one. But in, in a surprising turn of events, I've actually watched every episode of TV we're about to talk about. I wasn't caught up on TV for a long time, and now I kind of am.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I've actually been uh, watching some stuff like regularly on a weekly basis. It's a
1: uh... yeah kind of weird instead of 14 episodes of one show every week like our every day that i've been doing during pandemic
0: well yeah we're but like actual like scripted tv shows not you know yeah 600 episodes of hometown or beachfront bargain hunt or something
2: i i watched like 30 episodes of escape to the chateau so oh okay
1: you're you're decorating a castle
0: uh, so so you took over for me is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: well, see, I started watching and then I realized I was watching it week to week on PBS. And for some reason, it was on both PBS and HGTV. And mm-hmm. then I noticed it was on Peacock. So I'm like, I could just <laughs> marathon through. I don't have to wait for all six seasons to air because I think they had started from the beginning on HGTV. Oh, okay. And so then I just noticed it was on Peacock
0: and then I just plowed through the rest of it. Cool. Uh, all right it was just uh super bowl 55 this uh, uh past weekend the game pretty much sucked what oh did God, you, I, came- <laughs> what'd you guys- I didn't watch the game <laughs> what'd you guys think of the <laughs> halftime show
1: i, I, I like the weekend i thought it was good
2: i am only familiar with the weekend in name uh don't ask me to spell it because i know it's spelled weird because um, he's been on SNL a few times, but mm-hmm. I don't know any of the music, which sounded a bit odd when during the performance. And also, it almost felt like it was pre-recorded, even though I, I don't know how much of it was. It was supposedly live, right? No,
1: that's how you know because if the if it was if it was recorded earlier, the audio would have been fixed.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. The the main problem I had with it was that. I could hear pretty much everything but him most of the time. And you're like, That's, that seems not right since you're the feature performer. <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah, I was with uh, my brother and our best friend and we just sat there and it was like, uh, these two music guys are like, he needs to bring his mic up. Like, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: was like, I I can't even.
1: But I mean, he's got, a, he's got a good catalog and the music is like fine. It's nothing offensive and. Um, my brother kept saying, "I'm having a seizure," <laughs> because the like
0: <laughs> when he went back lot. into like the back and, like, into the back and was spinning uh, around all over the place with all the stuff. Yeah, at the <laughs> beginning, at the beginning,
2: all I could see was like Jawas behind him. Like <laughs> this looks like a whole bunch
0: of Jawas in white robes instead of brown robes. But um, well, I just like the what like what is it like. Two hundred people in jock straps on their faces out on the field was at the that end? From yeah.
1: his, That's from his like that's a music video thing. He had yeah. a music video where his character gets plastic surgery.
0: Yeah, it's it, just, like a face it just looked funny for the way that it was. Maybe uh, they
2: didn't have anything and
0: they're like, Oh wait, we got a whole bunch of jock straps. Bring them up,
2: <laughs> use them for a costume.
1: <laughs> My best friend texted me during uh the halftime show and was like she sent me a, you know, she's like, you don't think you're that high until the edible kicks in when the weekend's performing in the, the halftime show. And like that could be like the spot where we all thought we were having seizures. She's like, yeah, something's crazy. <laughs> she knew that the, uh, she knew that the edible had kicked in at that moment.
0: All right. So what about the commercials? What were your uh, favorite uh, commercials, Kyle? Uh, easily the top one was shaggy and
2: Ashton and Mila was- uh wasn't me. <laughs> like I mean you got it right in the lyrics, like caught cut red-handed. <laughs> uh <laughs> like it just writes itself pretty much for the Cheetos uh uh where Mila steals the Cheetos and she says ate- it wasn't her and what's that?
1: As if she eats Cheetos. <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, that was easily my favorite. Then I, I did like the um, the Paramount Mountain things. I, I've never been a Beavis and Butthead fan, but them giggling when they say there's
0: a giant crack in the ice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> I, I did too. I started laughing, and I even said pretty much that same thing to my wife. I was like, I never really liked Beavis and Butthead, but that makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then the last ones I enjoyed were like the Tracy Morgan, the Pretty Sure for Rocket mor- Mortgage, He he's like, "Are you pretty sure?" And then they had like Dave Bautista and um, some other guy, Joey Boyce or something, uh, like those people uh, coming out and fighting with uh, with the potential homeowners because they were pretty sure that they had the uh, the uh, the right mortgage there.
0: Yeah. How about you, Amory?
1: I don't really um, remember most of them. (laughs) It just speaks to how they, like, weren't the commercials of old, which I guess was, like, a lot of people made the decision not to go crazy this year. I did like the shaggy one. I still have not seen the one that explains why Will Ferrell hates Norway.
0: Oh, because they have the most electric cars or something, or...
1: Because I had only seen the "Find Out Why Will Ferrell Hates Norway" commercials, but I never yeah. saw the commercial.
2: Yeah, I think they were shipped. They were going to out-produce them in like electric cars or something
0: like that.
1: Oh, Okay. I'm trying to think about other commercials. What about you, Jason?
0: Uh, for me, the I like the M Ms commercial, Whereas people apologizing with M Ms.
1: Yeah, that one was pretty good. For
0: for different things, you know, like the, uh, uh, you know, sorry for calling you Karen. She's like, my name is Karen. Sorry, your name is Karen. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a, a, a bunch of different things like that. I thought that one was, uh, that one was pretty good. And uh, I like the, uh, I guess they're calling it the Bud Light Legends one where they just pulled, like, all their things from, from past commercials and put them all into one commercial. Uh which was uh which was kind of funny, including the I love you man guy at the end and and stuff. Uh I mean it was it was pretty creative. And then I don't know, I got a kick out of the Drake from State Farm.
1: Oh, that one was good. And, I love Paul
0: Yeah, Paul Ruddy's like <laughs> He's like hey, you can't even tell, and he can't throw the football and stuff. And uh, and then you know they had pulled the, but they also had pulled the guy with the cheese head thing that was like the from one of the earlier State Farm uh, commercials with Aaron Rodgers as as his stand in and stuff. And then having Drake stand in for Jake, I don't know. It's just uh, it was just kind of funny. My
1: favorite was the Leeds World was what Wayne's world
0: <laughs> yeah that one wasn't uh that one wasn't too bad that one was was pretty good and that they you know they went into that that normal kind of thing they do so we wouldn't do this, and then it's all these like subliminal messages and things of like uh to eat local or whatever and uh
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that one was pretty good i don't know it's uh, it is funny though that uh a lot of times there's.
1: Oh, Timothy Scissorhands. Tim- that one was great.
0: Yeah. See that one. I, I missed like that was one. I didn't see. Uh, cause usually I was trying to watch the thing, but then I was, I think I was like, uh, taking the pizza out of the oven or something like that. when <laughs> That one played. And I never went back in the, uh, and watched that one. Uh, but it tends to – there wasn't any – at least some of the ads I remember, like uh, the ones that I remember, I actually remember the product. It's so often mm-hmm. that you, you'll be like, oh, did you see that ad? I don't remember what it was for, but it's really funny. It had such and such and such and such happen. And uh, I think on the whole, some of the ads were maybe not super memorable, but the ones you do remember, like you at least remember, you actually remember the product so it worked as an actual ad.
1: Right. I'll tell you which one. Uh, we were talking. We saw the Oatly commercial where that guy's like singing on the like, keyboard <laughs> in the field. And my brother and Ryan were like, you know that somebody sent him an email that was like, Steve, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And he's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We implore you, please don't do this. And then that's the commercial that gets me.
0: Yeah, that one I was like, I was like, uh, hopefully their product isn't as bad as their commercial. You know, like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, overall there was, uh, I mean, I think there were some pretty solid ones, and uh, yeah, there. I don't think there was any one or two, and then nobody was going for anything, you know, even you know, controversial. It was either like these mildly funny ads or the uh you know, we're all in this together, you know right. uh, type of ads.
2: Correct.
0: Type of thing. And so so yeah, I think uh I think that'll do it for uh the Super Bowl and uh but uh let us know what uh, your favorite ads were uh at feedback at TV times dot com and we'll move on to the uh, primetime segment.
1: Primetime.
0: I haven't had primetime in ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, when was the last time I heard that? I think it was Ivy
2: doing it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry.
0: laughs> uh, first up, uh, Firefly Lane, season one, episode two, oh, sweet something, which was the last episode I watched of it. <laughs> How fa- did, did you just watch the first episode, Kyle? Yeah, I only watched the first episode. I, I mean, I didn't think it was... Awful. I just
2: didn't like when I was watching the episode, it felt long. I i even hit pause and check like did I accidentally like bleed into a second episode and not realize it <laughs> <laughs> that it switched? It felt really long. I mean I thought it was I thought it was okay. I I didn't think okay. Were you awful. watching it sped up? No, no, I can't watch that sped up. Oh okay. I, I was just gonna say if far. you were
0: watching it sped up and you still felt it was long <laughs> That would be a really, no, really Netflix bad side. hasn't
2: put it in hasn't put the speed adjustment in the uh, in the regular apps yet. So I was just watching on the regular TV app. But I mean, I thought it was okay. Like some of the outfits are like, how did they make Sarah Chalk look so horrible in the eighties with which, those glasses? It
1: troubled me because I went in not knowing anything about it really, and I did not expect. Like I kept trying to do the math when she had this feathered hair, and I'm like, why does her hair, like, there's no age where she would have been that her hair would have been like that, and then they established that present time is 2003.
2: Yes, that threw me off so much because the mother being, like, a hippie. I was like, wait, they can't be that old, like, yeah. is this them, like, in the past? Like, I, it, yeah. I had to try to figure it out what was going in the
1: 80s, so that means they were born in the 60s.
0: Yeah,
1: A lot happened
0: yeah, all the bouncing back and forth, you, you're, you are I, – I got kind of lost as to what they, – they also didn't always seem to be exactly attached to – because you would think that you would see like something from the – like each of the three stages of life that they're like showing.
1: Right. Like, somehow can,
0: Somehow connect together, but they didn't always feel like they really connected together. Uh in the at least in the two episodes that I watched, but mostly I watched after the two episodes, I'm still unsure as to why they're friends at all, yeah, yes, that's what I
2: have written now. <laughs> why are these two friends? Tully seems to be having this pattern of reckless and selfish behavior and Kate is like the wet blanket pushover like i I don't understand. Why, like, I mean, she does help her out a little bit in that first episode. Like, she she skips her premiere to go hang out, but then she goes and, like, steals the guy that she likes, which happened in the past, too. And then there's a big bombshell that's dropped at the end of the episode that shows how much even more horrible of a person she is. Like, so why are they friends? Like, what
1: was the big bombshell?
2: that she was, like, basically, it seems like she was sleeping with a husband.
1: Oh, I didn't get that.
2: He, not... show, he showed up at her... He he was supposed to be away, but he showed up at her house yeah, and wanted to...
1: Yes, I didn't take that... I took that they probably have before, but I didn't take that they still were.
0: Yeah. But, I, I, I... but, but took that at some point, they had been, and the... And her friend, his wife, didn't necessarily know that that had, yeah, uh, that that had happened. And uh, but I kept waiting, and I don't know. Maybe it comes. How many episodes did you watch, Amory?
1: Like fifteen minutes into the third.
0: So, like, I kept waiting for, you know, through the second episode when they would go back to the past when they were kids. I kept waiting. For them to show some sort of event or something that would have bonded them, you know, like it seems there to be, was there was I don't nothing. Great, I, but they don't really go into what do they do that in the third episode?
1: Wait, did I watch
0: fifteen minutes into a fourth episode? Because. <laughs> I kept waiting for that. Something like that. I
1: mean, am I spoiling you guys by saying what I've watched? Because <laughs> there is... I mean, Kyle, I, close your ears if you're going to go oh, on. I don't care. I, like, like I don't plan kind of to going anymore. back to this uh, anytime soon. <laughs> but Tully gets raped. And she at first isn't going to tell Kate, but she does tell Kate. And this is like when they were teenagers.
0: Yeah. See, that's Did what... you not no, see, that doesn't happen in the oh. first couple episodes.
1: Then I must have watched the third episode.
0: Yeah, because I, I kept waiting for some sort of... It, it kept hinting at, or it looked like something, maybe. Yeah. But it never shows it, and you're like two episodes in, and there's still... You know, she's still kind of terrible to her <laughs> in in later stages in life or, or whatnot, or uh, they... And you're just like, what is the, you know. Oh,
1: because it's in the third episode, too, where, um, that I'm assuming, where, you know, she had told her that she liked the boss. And so Tully was like, then he's off limits for two reasons, because he's the boss and you like him. Well, like, she and the boss almost kiss. Tully and the boss almost kiss at one point, even after she told Kate that she'd, like, stay away from him.
2: I assumed that was coming, even after the first episode. I assumed that was going to happen. Especially given her her method of stealing the other guy at the dance.
1: I think Kate is, like you said, she's a wet blanket. She's perfectly likable as a character, though, and I just don't see any redeeming qualities to Katie Hagel's character.
0: Yeah, and I just like uh, I I just figured in a series like this that You would, I don't know, even it's supposed to be like, oh, these two people are, you know, through all of life's ups and downs, you know, and you're seeing stuff, but you're like, why would they ever still be friends or, you know, like what? And they don't, I never saw anything in the first couple episodes that would be like, oh, why
1: they're they're still friends. They explain how they became friends. But I don't understand, like, why they've remained close.
2: Well, I mean, it yeah. seems like Tully's the one causing all the downs <laughs> yeah. in yeah. her
0: life. <laughs> yeah, because it, it seems to uh, show, like, I mean, kind of why... Yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, to me, at the end of two episodes, uh, we were like, wait, why are they still friends? Like, Because it, yeah. it shows them sort of starting to become friends when you know she moves next door uh you know you see a few little things here or there but nothing that would create this like lifelong bond that like no matter how terrible one is to the other that they still ultimately right. come out for the other one or uh,
1: yeah, episode four, they them together
0: but yeah i don't know i just uh i don't know if i'm going to keep uh if i'm going to watch any any more of it but uh, I kind of I want to watch now just to see, like, do they finally... It just seemed like something that you would, I don't know, maybe set up a little earlier in what are pretty long episodes. Uh, it's not like these are 40 minutes or something. And... Right. All right. Uh, that's Firefly Lane. And uh, we'll move on to the... Uh comedy portion of the shows we're going to talk about for, uh, uh, call your mother season one, episode four, new car, new job, new gene. And, uh, what do you think about call your mother, Amory?
1: It's it's interesting. Like I said, after watching the first episode, there's like a manic energy to it that I feel like it finally, if it finally finds its footing, that it'll be something worth watching. And I think it's slowly improving on itself each week. I think she's... I'm, like, hiccuping now. I think she's very funny. I think you didn't get to see Kara Sedgwick do a lot of comedy lately, so it's kind of fun to see her do that. Um, I actively hate something about her son's face. (laughs) (laughs) I have trouble watching it. Um, Him... And, like, I I like all the characters. I like the relationship she has with her landlord. I just... It's not quite there yet, but I feel like it could settle into a pretty solid ensemble.
0: How about you, Kyle? Uh, The one...
2: The one thing I found awkward in the first few episodes, I don't know if she's gone, was having the remote friend basically Skyping in an an extra (laughs) comedic person every week. Like, American Housewife was doing that, too, trying to put, like, a person on, like, a phone each week and and talking to them. So, But she wasn't in the fourth episode, so I don't know. Maybe they decided to to finally drop that. That's that's the one part that I didn't think worked, but I, I'm really enjoying this way more than I expected to. Yeah. Um like I really like the characters like the um the siblings, like I, I think like especially this week, uh where they were fighting, it just felt so natural, like how real siblings would argue and fight, like over who gets to lick the, the beater when she's making the, the brownies and oh it's my turn, it's my turn. Uh, I can definitely picture myself doing that with my brothers um and then like the like I really like her roommate like the um the gay guy who ended up having to um Welcome. drive her around and the
1: last like. Game of their- I like that. Mother Jones or something. I forget what he calls her, but he called yeah, her. Yeah,
2: he called her Mother and her last name. And like, like he kept showing up. Like, he was eagerly uh, volunteering to help her. And all the others, were like, oh, slowly raising their hand. Oh, you beat us. And like, because they knew it was going to be horrible having to drive her around and, and deal with her. Uh, and then, like, the person that really surprised me was the son's girlfriend, who's like a social and- influencer. I thought she was going to be so annoying, but she's actually like a really good character she's like pretty grounded too it's not like she's just like a one dimensional social influencer she actually seems to care about the the sun and that relationship is actually pretty good um, so yeah i'm i'm enjoying it way more than i expected to
0: yeah i don't for me it does have uh, it does have a lot of energy and i really like Kira Sedgwick and but mostly, when I watch it, I really wish she would ship her kids back to Ohio, and it would just be her <laughs> <laughs> like her and the and the landlord and and uh you know her navigating around uh uh l a or whatever and and whatever she gets into i mean that would be i don't know funnier to me a lot of times when the kids end up uh on the show, it's just annoying, uh, and uh, but then there's other things that are annoying, like her talking into the thing, trying to tell the car to start or stop or or whatever, and some of those things just feel so dumb because you're like, Shh, even somebody <laughs> like those door unlock lockers and stuff like that, just because you're in LA doesn't mean all of a sudden super high tech or something like that. Like it doesn't make any sense. The, some of the, some of the like dumb, almost like dumb, hick humor or whatever. You're just like,
1: well, like it's a lot about how like American housewife in the first season, it was all about her weight and not spinning in and all that stuff. Like they eventually settled that stuff out. And I think that they could here.
0: Yeah, cuz cuz some of the things you're just like I I don't believe that that character with everything else you learned about her would be that like like when she thought her kids bought
2: her the car, yeah. <laughs> like if that would ever happen. <laughs> like cuz she met those kids. Uh, <laughs> like the one that she still does his laundry for him <laughs> even yeah.
0: though she traveled half
2: a halfway across
0: the country, like Yeah, I like that the you know that the landlord was like oh well that was <laughs> i forget exactly what he said but it was like oh that was nice for a couple of minutes <laughs> or something like that when <laughs> but yeah i don't know it was uh, there's just something it's like yeah maybe they can find uh they can find mm-hmm. something but there's i don't know so far there's been other parts that just uh annoy me but i like watching her sort of like rapid fire melt no. in in different situations where she kind of says a little bit too much or you know or whatnot and uh yeah, that part's good and uh but yeah and then i'm not sure yeah how well continually having a. Uh, it's like, they need to have the friend, like, come visit for a little while or something, or...
1: It's all COVID-related. It's because Sherry Shepard was in New York. That's what they did yeah. with Allie Wong on, on ex- or Housewife, too.
0: Yeah.
2: Although, I don't see how... Well, yeah, they could have her visit her, but I, it's not like he's going to suddenly magically move there, too, for no reason.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, uh, periodically or something, like, uh, always having somebody... I don't know that you keep, uh, I don't know. Some of this stuff doesn't always work. It's a little awkward, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, uh, call your mother. And, uh, next up on the list is Mr. Mayor, uh, season one, episode six, uh, respect in the workplace. And, uh, so far, Mr. Mayor has been, I don't know, kind of up and down for me. Uh, but this episode really worked. It had a lot of you that, uh, I don't know, that uh, Tina Fey 30 Rock type of uh, humor uh, and situations and stuff like that. That, uh, uh I thought this episode uh, worked uh, really well with the sort of uh, sexual harassment seminar uh, type of, uh, uh, type of thing going on with the with with the mayor joining in. Uh what do you think, Amory?
1: A minute of this show since I started watching it.
0: <laughs>
1: I love it so much. <laughs> this week in particular the scene where they're both shouting what food they want from the food trucks to Jaden and he's like about to leave and he looks back at them and he just goes, "Got it." I <laughs> For some reason, like for whatever reason, the way he read that line, I don't know. I was just, I couldn't stop laughing.
0: Well, Bobby Moore- he's my favorite character. But. Oh, he's definitely my, like
2: <laughs> I, I was. It was like an emo- emotional roller coaster this week with him. Like the Minions ride, as he would say. <laughs> um, like I was so nervous when. When uh Ted Danson came into the meeting, I was like, Oh no, he's not gonna get his food. He's not gonna get his food. <laughs> and then and then he got out of there i was like, oh, all right, he's gonna get it. And then the whole
1: car crash My <laughs> favorite thing is that like he really did have all the food that they asked for. Like he did get it. Like But they didn't body- ask for soup. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good.
2: And then then you saw him lose all the food and then he blames it on ninjas and then everyone uh, gets upset. And then all the, the disaster with all the pepper spray and they just God. go nuts. Pepper spray. Like, it's She's
1: like, like, just, like I think she swimming with me.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it, I think that what worked about this episode was it was like the ensemble, everyone together. Where like in the other ones, we had more of like separate storylines between a couple of them, but this was everyone all stuck in that same room and it was just like
0: rapid fire.
1: Sharpie on the road together was one of my favorite scenes or episodes so far.
0: Yeah, that one. They were that one was pretty good. Of <laughs> the, the, the uh uh yeah the uh where he uses all the questions and then he <laughs> then he sees that it's like a hundred questions to get somebody to fall in love with you
1: yeah and he apologizes <laughs> sorry I made you fall in love with me it's so
0: good yeah but uh I mean this one had all of you know some of the the things where you know Ted Danson finally asks her out and. She turns him down and he's like, huh? And then and then her wife comes off to pick her up and she he, she's wearing the exact same outfit and has the same color hair and stuff as Ted Danson. And her name's Nell. Yeah. <laughs> <or> he's Neil.
2: <laughs> like it was sober. The other the other thing I loved. Is when everyone starts thinking that like like there's an ongoing story to the to the little yeah, scenarios that, that was... play out. Like no, she <laughs> said she was upset about her birthday earlier, and now they're doing this and like that does was... track.
0: Like <laughs> that that was fantastic because they were yeah they were, She's like it's not an it's not a, an ongoing story. These are individual things. And they're like then why are they wearing the same clothes? It had to have happened on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so good. I just
1: I really love it. I'm so glad it came into our life. <laughs> it's like the exact right moment for it.
0: Like I said, for me, it's been it's been pretty solid, but there's been uh this would be like the high watermark, I think, for me for the episodes so far. But after talking about something that we all like it's time to move on to the next show on the list uh which is walker season one episode three bobblehead and uh what do you think about walker kyle certainly not runner (laughs) like it's so
2: boring and so slow like it's just like where's the action like there's no action to the show i mean there's like maybe a minute here and there it's like it's concentrating way too much. Like I've never wanted a show to be more of a um, of a uh, what do you call it? More of a procedural, um, <laughs> more procedural than than it is because this is just way too much of the family drama and him with his flashbacks of his wife. And, like, I'd rather see a good case of the week and have him take down the bad guys. Like,
0: Well, this is that's the first why time are... that you sort of got that, but then they had to attach an a old family friend in to make it so that it felt like the case actually lasted the whole episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, like, the mother seemed to have some weird attraction to this kid. Like, she seemed to care more about him than than everyone else. Well, like, the thing know, that annoyed
0: me actually- is when she's talking to him on the phone at the end and uh, she says, you know, you saved my boy's life. But yet they never mention anywhere anything about any, yeah. anything that happened back in the past other than that they played football together and that they knew each other, you know, and that he had had. And the father seemed.
2: Yeah, and the father was, like, hiding the hiding the alcohol because yeah. he didn't trust the guy. But if he saved your son, you would feel something for him. Yeah, I was like,
0: how did he, like, physically, you know, like, emotionally, like, what, what was the help? And you don't get the, they never fully give you the uh, thing. What do you think, Amory? I think that it's so bad. <laughs> It is. Um, I want to like it because I like a lot of the people like the cast is really good.
1: I think that the one from the hundred is so miscast. I think that uh, Jared Padalecki is just so he just tries to do a lot of acting with his eyes and that's not he's not great. Uh, (laughs) I always thought Genevieve was a terrible actor, his wife. It's always good to see Matt Barr showing up and he looked phenomenal Uh, But I guess that's just a character we'll expect to see come back throughout the series. I don't know. I just. It's so bad.
2: Are you ready to walk her? (laughs) Walk her away? (laughs)
1: Yeah. For now, because I am watching, like, there's a bunch of new shows on and, um, you know, that we're watching and stuff. I just. There's not enough that some nights I run out of stuff to watch. So I will probably keep it on the DVR and just see if it improves, but I'm not rushing to watch it, ever.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just sort of flabbergasted by the whole thing in that if you're going to call it Walker, you should have more nods to what the original was. Otherwise, you could have just called it Texas Rangers or, you know, like anything. It, it could be called, it could literally be called anything. It doesn't have to be, and it doesn't, To call it Walker, to get somebody that may have watched that show, when they watch it, they go, well, that's not what I watched that show for. Uh, Right. So, like, the name recognition doesn't really do anything for it other than make it seem even worse uh, than it is. With the dinner scenes, they could have just called it, like, Blue Blood's Austin.
1: (laughs) 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 And, like... His brother is so bad. He's like worse than anybody else on the show. Like the kids are the best actors and everybody's been acting forever. And the kids are the best actors on the show.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is like, I I've liked a lot of these people in other things and then, but yet all together, but then I even like, you know, some of the people behind the show, I've liked stuff that they've done in the past. And who is it? uh, Anna Frick.
1: Oh,
0: you're kidding
1: me. No, geez. Oh, my God.
0: I know. And I'm like, uh, I mean, the show starts off with cliché of all clichés of killing off the wife to motivate the uh, guy in the story. Seems really dumb. (laughs) Or demotivate the guy. Well, (laughs) but then in the second episode, they completely wipe that story away. So apparently there is no... Like, cause he thought, oh, I found the poker chip and the way she was found, like there's something still sketchy about it. And then he gets like plausible explanations for all of those things in the second episode. And so you're like, so there's not going to be an ongoing story of him also investigating or is like that just going to go away and maybe they'll bring it back because something else will come up or. So like it made no sense other than to just make him sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, in this last episode when they're filming the flashback and you're like, is this a flashback or is it a memory? Because why does he look so sad and like he's about to cry in the flashback? You know, like... uh, That that flashback can...
2: (laughs) <laughs> that flashback confused me because at first I'm like, why is he learning how to drive? Well, that <laughs> he looks too. like an adult, but he was learning how to drive stick. But they didn't make that
0: clear until like way at the end of the episode. Like That, bothered I thought he me, was like, that just bothered me in general because there was no way that somebody who grew up on a ranch in Texas – would be into his early twenties and not know how to drive a stick is not going to happen. It's not a thing that made no sense whatsoever. And it wasn't like he was faking or something like that. So he's getting her to, uh, show him how, or something like that. The other thing that was dumb about this episode, this guy who's like a grifter and is always, you know, onto the next score and stuff like that. And, you know, was talking about how he'd been on oil rigs over here and done this and gone here. and, and was able to come back, yet somehow he's been storing this car for 17 years?
1: No, here's, you can keep secrets for 17 years, because it, in a town next to me, a guy pretended that his roommate left town 17 years ago, but he actually had killed him and put him in a quarry. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just saying that a guy that's always looking for money and always trying to do stuff, like how exactly was he, he was paying to store this car, or he had it st- stored someplace that, it, I
1: guess
0: just, that's so you know that he's a good guy. Yeah, just uh, uh but in the previous episode, the the stuff that bothered me was, like, they have this whole big scene of the horse barn fire and and stuff, and then that case gets wrapped up in, like, three minutes of the episode. But it included him finding the horse somewhere near downtown Austin and then riding it all the way to some private airport to get Mm -hmm. there just in time to catch the bad guys. And the horse was supposed to be hurt. Like that was one of the things that they said in the beginning, like the vet said about the horse. Like there's just so many things that throughout the episodes that just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a family drama with very little Texas rangering. Yeah. And when you hear Walker, you expect more than, you know, like even in this episode, like uh you also get things like his buddy sneaks up on him at twice, and you're like, but he's supposed to be Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Does a guy get the upper hand on him twice? And uh these these types of things where and then the other thing is what's her name from the hundred still messes with my head because even though the hundred went so long they still aged her down so much because they started as teenagers that to see her as playing like an actual adult who's like 30 or something oh is uh, it just that just seems weird. But mostly it all just seems poorly put together. And like I said, it boggles my mind with the people that are behind it and the people that are in it, that it's not better than it is
1: yeah it's so bad
0: and with that we'll move on to the next show on the list which is uh, at least I thought a complete opposite of Walker the Equalizer uh, episode season one episode one uh, the Equalizer it uh, premiered after the Super Bowl got that big uh, 20 million viewers or, or what have but uh, I thought it was uh, it was really good as both the you know, the show and a premiere, you know, setting up uh, all the characters and stuff like that. Uh, what did you think, Amory?
1: I thought it was fine. I didn't hate it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think I think.
1: I'll tell you this Dana, look, Queen Lativa looked fantastic. It was, she looks great. And like just everything that was happening with her hair and her everything, I loved her. Um, Lisa Lapira is. Totally miscast. Um, As her, her like, dart playing blind dart player, I have no idea. Um, it just...
2: Wait, that woman's supposed to be blind?
1: No, she just she threw darts.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I was um, like, I didn't think she was supposed to be blind. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I just, it was so very like almost preachy. Like we learned a lesson today, and. I don't know. I,
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, on your of side. All the people,
1: of all the people that you would expect to make an Equalizer TV show, you know, even Jerry Bruckheimer, right? It's Terrietta, Clark, and Andrew Marlowe from Castle. Like, it's just such a different thing than the Equalizer is, um, or that we know of as, you know, my dad watched the old show, and, my, I, you know, I've seen the Denzel movies, but... Um, Dana was, Queen Latiba was awesome, but I just don't see what sets it aside as anything different than any other, like cop with a special skill who has a team that does special things kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically the A-team and all those various shows like that, that have, uh, you know, some secret group or secret person or whatever that's helping people on the side that can't get help any other way uh it's in that motif i think the the weird change from you know both like the movie and previous tv show is that they've gave her a teenage daughter so she mm-hmm. has to be you know she's back to being a mom but still has to you know before she her lies were i'm on in this country for this uh you know charity now it's you know why are you you know, but still at home, you know, type of thing. Uh, so, I mean, it's an extra layer that uh, previous ones don't have, and might be one of those things that becomes annoying. Uh, how about you, Kyle? What did you think?
2: Yeah, I like I rewatched some of it because the first time I watched it, like it felt very like overacted to me. Like every time she said something, it felt like she was giving some emotional over emotional speech, mm-hmm. like to explain things. It just felt way too overacted. then you also had like the awkward type of exposition, but I mean that you can chalk up to any pilot has, has to have that like, Oh, remember when I introduced you, my friends, I'm the one that introduced you to your wife. Like just so you know who these people are. And then like, like, why does this guy have this giant computer screen and his little computer screen? Why does he need both if it's just him in that room <laughs> using the computer? But like all these weird things. Like, plus, who's funding this this operation? That
1: Chris knows, is not he?
2: Uh, is he? Did she actually officially agree to join
0: him? Like, I didn't think she did. Sorry, um, I think just using him. I. It, it's. I mean, the. The hacker guy is, I'm sure, getting well paid and can hack and do whatever to be able to fund, uh, uh, to fund. Yeah, some but things who's on paying for
2: her to keep her,
0: to pay for her daughter's college and all this other stuff? Well, like she she's was going to have a paycheck. Well, she worked I'm for the sure, CIA. I'm but sure she's got a does retirement. She have? She's probably got a retirement plan, and uh and whatnot. Uh, but. uh you know, and, uh, if she was the type of agent she was, maybe she's put some things away, uh, in the, in the past. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, uh, maybe it'll show more as they go forward. Cause this is just like, uh, you know, it's the setup to, uh, to everything. And she, you know, just now gets the idea of, maybe I'll try and uh, help, uh. Uh, other people with her, uh, you know, special set of skills. Particular set of skills. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It might've been a little preachy here or there, but I thought it set up the various character dynamics and the show itself as to what it was going to be going forward, you know, of, uh, of, of helping people out. Cause she like, you know, Basically, dumb Lux into you know helping this girl out because they happen to be having their clandestine meeting <laughs> near where uh, right. this other thing is taking place and, and stuff. But uh, but yeah, it, I'm interested to see where it goes uh, on the uh, case of the week. But on the <laughs> on, comparing it to the previous show, we talked about. Like you got some action and got some stuff like things were happening. There was a little family drama and stuff like that built in, but it was mostly about the case of the week where the family stuff is more the side. It fits into that more procedural uh, slash some ongoing storyline as opposed to, I don't know mostly family drama, I'm going to start calling yeah. it, it Blue Bloods Austin. I think that's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. name for it. Except, like except even Blue Bloods is way way, way, way action, better yeah. show. It's almost, <laughs> uh, it's really, that's almost really using that name as a An slight <laughs> for Blue Bloods. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that dinner scene wasn't mic'd loud enough to emphasize their... Chewing in utensils to be called a blue block.
2: <laughs> it's all about the chewing.
1: Oh god. I did I ever tell you that I, I have a friend who like knew someone who was a sound editor on the show. And they like specifically amped up noises in the scenes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like chewing and utensils. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It like makes me violently ill to watch those scenes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, I like the Equalizer enough. I just thought it was like, it was not what I was, I wanted it, I think it needed to be darker. And I didn't realize it was Andrew Marlowe until I was like halfway into the episode and it wasn't dark. And then I was like, "Who? who is this? And then I realized it's the Castle people and they are not equipped to handle a dark crime drama. Because Castle never got dark.
2: They did have, when the daughter was kidnapped, that was about as dark as they got.
1: You got Nathan Fillion, so you don't have great actors to handle that story, You know what I mean? I
0: don't know. I still enjoyed it.
1: I mean, I'm looking more forward to watching a second episode of that than to ever watching another one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, de- definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Like, on the scale of comparing the two.
0: <laughs> All right. I think we've basically given you some recommendations on what we think about uh, those shows and where, whether you should be uh, watching them or not. Uh, but we'll move on to our uh, actual TV recommendation segment. And uh, first up, uh, my recommendation is uh, Netflix's The Crew, which uh, premieres on Monday, February 15th, starring uh, Kevin James. And uh, it's about uh, a NASCAR, like a fictional NASCAR team. And uh, and he's like the crew chief. And uh, it kind of works as an... Uh, it's an almost like an office comedy it's what's happening when they're back at the garage and uh, between races and stuff like that but uh i'll just say i really liked it i thought it was funny and uh, if especially if you like kevin james uh it's worth checking out but i can't really say too much more because this podcast is going to go out before the 15th and re- v- reviews are embargoed until the day it premieres which is ridiculous
2: so for the second season, that's when Leah Remini joins and <laughs> yes, makes, becomes an undercover <laughs> agent working in a NASCAR crew. And that's when it's revealed. that
1: uh, um, it looks terrible.
2: I didn't even see the
0: trailer for it. Is it. Does it have a laugh track or is it? It uh, does. It does have a laugh track. But I was laughing enough that I didn't notice it. Uh, but uh, But again, I'll say if you like Kevin James comedies, I think you'll like this.
1: Well, I liked King of Queens, but that's pretty much all I've ever liked.
2: By
0: I mean, I... have only seen them in Paul Bart and uh, <laughs> the
2: Grown Ups movies. and
0: Well, all the episodes are, uh, I believe, are directed by the director of the Paul Bart movies or something <laughs> like that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh... I'll just say this. I started watching it and I watched all ten episodes. Like, uh... So you hated it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's at least uh, I didn't hate it like Amory. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's my recommendation. How about you, Amory, who I spelled your name correctly the second time?
1: Yeah, I see that. So I've been looking for like new shows to watch. They don't have to be brand new. I just was like running out of things because I binged a lot. And my friend Alexis um, on... Twitter suggested ghosts, um, which is like a comedy, a BBC comedy that's on HBO max. And the long and short of it is this couple inherits a manor house and the manor house is haunted by like six ghosts, like every, like every ghost that died there basically, but there's six main ghosts that um, like try and get this couple to move out because they don't want it to be turned into a hotel. And, through something that happens the woman gets hurt and she like legally dies and so she can now see the, the dead people basically and then the story is about like how she interacts with them and like helps them and they help her it's just really funny i watched all episodes available apparently there's a christmas episode that i haven't seen yet um but I, there like I watched both seasons available on HBO Max in, in like a day and a half. It's just so funny. Like it's all British humor, but there's like a British uh, politician who died with no pants on, so he never has pants on. Like, <laughs> there's like a guy who was beheaded and he like his body sometimes has to carry around his head, and his head always goes missing. And like the guy who got shot has this bullet wound, and then there's a guy who was shot with an arrow through the neck, and he always has his arrow. So like they always are in how they like, dress like how they died. Um, and the one was burned at the stake because she's a she's a witch, and so she always smells like burnt. Like the when when humans walk through her because they get walked through a lot as ghosts and they hate it. They always like smell burning. It's just it is really 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 good. I didn't know what to expect and. I, it's definitely my number one suggestion.
0: All right. And uh, how about you, Kyle? And
2: so mine is another British show. It's uh, on PBS. It's called All Creatures Great and Small. It's actually a remake of a series that was, ran from 1978 to 1990. I remember seeing a bit of that when it was on way back. It's basically about this like young uh, veterinarian who goes to join this country practice in Yorkshire in like the 30s and 40s um and so he's like a fish out of water in this in this small town where everyone knows each other and he's like the new guy um, and the veterinarian he's working for has already gone through, like, six different assistants because he never can find—he always has a problem with them. But then somehow this guy manages to impress him, and so he starts working there. And so it's just a like a small, small town type of just entertaining stories. Like, basically, they just go around. There's some— animal that needs to be fixed that week but there's also like the ongoing character drama like the 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 main veterinarian's like a widower and uh he lives in this house with this this other woman who basically takes care of him and the uh his new apprentice there and then his brother is like the more of a wild guy who uh is in college but he's um he's not taking it seriously and but his brother wants him to eventually help out with the with his business but uh the other guy prefers to hang out at the, at the pub it's it's just like a small like there's all these weird people that are in town um like different characters all with their various animals that the guys have to go and look at and so there's like the the story with the animals as well as with just small town stuff going on um it took me like five episodes in, and I finally realized that one of the actors is the guy that played Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movies. Because he <laughs> just looks so different now than when he He like, is than so from the from so, the movies.
1: He is so hot.
2: Um but yeah, so that took me a while to figure out. It it's it's no uh, comment. Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, um, and so um no, I lost my train of you thought. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I it's on PBS, but it, I I'm not sure how you can, like, it looks like the first episode already dropped off on demand. Like, so it's really annoying. They want you to pay for um some like PBS access to see it in the app, but PBS, it also
1: public television, so they should they, be free. Yeah.
2: But I mean, this this whole, even though the season hasn't finished airing, it just came out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. It has a couple episodes left, uh, but they already released it out on. So you can always maybe rent it at your library uh, if you want to see the whole season or pay the five bucks for for PBS for a month.
0: All right. That's our uh, recommendations uh, for the podcast. Uh, this go around and uh, as always uh, you can uh, let us know what you thought about the shows we talked about or if you've got any shows that you'd recommend that we should be checking out uh, you can let us know at feedback at tvtimes3.com or you can uh, leave uh, some comments in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 427 where you'll also be able to find uh, where you can uh, get hold of each of us uh, online Uh, I'll be in my kitchen (laughs) (laughs) Baking cookies. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And uh, thank you, uh, Amory and Kyle, for joining me on episode 427. Thank you
1: for having us.